to Inner Thought Radio with your, your host, Woman of the Womb, and the Fall Back Up. Yes, we are so excited to be back with you all again tonight. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Yes. Yes. yes this yes. evening, mm-hmm. we have. Uh, Tell me what we're talking about. Yeah, some, some nice some really topics. Good topics for the, the holiday season, really. Yes. Touch on that. This yes. Is perfect for the timing. That we're going that we're into, going into being with family, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas season, you know, all that, all that family stuff. So mm-hmm. tonight we are going to be talking about balancing the heart chakra. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about family curses and family cycles, um, some of the the things that are repeated through our generation. Yeah. Uh, and then we're also going to be going into uh, building off of that the generation topic. We're going to be talking about uh, bridging generational gaps. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. That's our bridging, outline. Bridging generational gaps of, of consciousness. Yes. 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 So people uh, understand the difference. Yes. Yes. So uh, before we jump into everything, um, I know last week we mm-hmm. talked about um, the sacral chakra a little bit. Yes. Um, and this week, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about the heart chakra. And one thing we realized is that, uh, you know, we never really talked about what our, yeah, what what does that mean? Um, So before we get into all of these things, for those of you who may not know, who may not be familiar with what chakras are, uh, these are actually energy, energy centers Mm -hmm. in your subtle body. Subtle body. Yes, which which is more like your, your auric field. Right? Okay. Okay. Or field. Your or field. So you got to break it down to the lowest common denominator for people who don't know what that is either. Okay. Okay. Yes. A auric field, everybody, is your electromagnetic field that your heart generates. Correct. Yes. And it interacts on different levels of spirituality or spirit. Yes. So on it, different and, spiritual planes. Yes. It. Yes. it uh, it affects your physical world yes. by affecting your spiritual world. Yes. Correct? Yes. And that is your subtle body, mm-hmm. which is your aura. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. So uh, kind of what you said, the heart chakra is very important, and we'll we'll, we'll jump back into that. Mm-hmm. But just for the overall definition of what these chakras are, mm-hmm. as I was saying, these are energy centers in your auric field, which okay. you just broke down for everyone. So these are energy centers, and uh, what they allow us to do, uh, they allow us to channel certain energies within ourselves and then interact with the world around us and the energies that are emitted by other people and uh-huh. their, you know, in their auric field. Yes. So there are literally thousands of different chakras on our, you know, on our body, on these different planes. Mm-hmm. But if you research this, you know, you're typically going to come up, the the most common number that you'll see are seven. Okay. So starting from your root chakra, working its way up. So your root chakra is at, you know, is at the base, and then mm-hmm. working your way up through the body, there are six more. The heart chakra is very important mm-hmm. because it is uh, kind of the center of all, of all of your chakras, of your higher chakras and your lower chakras. It is the one in the middle of your earth, yes. earthly uh, chakras and which are the lower ones. The lower ones uh-huh. And your spiritual yes, which, which are the higher ones right, so Everything the one above the heart is spirit And everything below is earth Which, yes. is, which is what keeps you grounded Yes Okay. Right. 
Yes. So these energy centers, they uh, they push energy out in two different directions, both forward and backwards. Mm-hmm. Your crown chakra pushes energy up through the roof of your head, okay. um, which allows you to connect with your spiritual self. Your root chakra uh, pushes energy downward, which keeps you grounded in this physical world. Yeah. So that is kind of uh, the basic synopsis there okay. of what chakras are. Okay. Yes. And we say all that to say. Yes, we said all of that to say, or to really to bring us yeah, into our first topic. Okay. And our first topic is um, why balancing the heart chakra is very important to balancing the family as a unit. Yes. Correct. Mhm. So if I'm, I would go ahead, go as far as to say the first thing a family should do is learn what the heart chakra is. Right. And take that serious because I think nowadays. You know, people are probably listening right now and saying, well, I don't even do the chakra thing. I go to church. And they actually think it's something that's opposed to a specific religion when it's more so, it doesn't have anything to do with the specific religion. It's a a physical fact that you have chakras within your body that generate these energies. Yes. So you can be a part of any religion. Religious teachings, I was going to say, they all kind of, uh, in, in, in direct ways, about that knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, about what the heart chakra is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They might not necessarily call it the heart chakra, but they they understand the that. Sacred a, heart. Right. Yeah. 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 But they understand Everybody that a lot of our you know internal issues uh, that are reflected outward start mm-hmm. with issues of the heart. So. Yeah. Yes. It's true. So why is the heart chakra important uh, when it comes to balancing the family? Uh, first, let's go into this is this is probably one of the most important things people need to understand or understand or understand about the heart chakra. It is the way it impacts your behavior mm-hmm. uh, on an individual level yes. and on a level of how the family interacts with each with each other. Correct? Yes. Uh, here are a couple things that the heart chakra um, control when it comes to your behavior. Um, The capacity to love, um, compassion, empathy, forgiveness, acceptance, grieving, relating, relationships, connections, compassionate, uh, discrimination. Uh, It is your center of awareness, um, and it brings you harmony. Yes. If anybody is wondering where I'm getting all this information, uh, you can follow along with, with what I'm saying right now at chakras.info, www.chakras.info. Great website. Puts you up on a lot of knowledge when it comes to chakras uh, and what you need to do to heal them. Um, here are some symptoms of a imbalanced heart chakra. Before we go into that, I think we should tell people a little bit about what causes imbalance in the chakras, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to Yeah, I mean, push and pull? Yes. Mm-hmm. So with the heart chakras specifically, um, things that, that tend to cause imbalances, um, because as you said, that's that's how we relate. It, 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 it deals with our relationships, not yeah. just, uh, you know, with romantic partners, but how we relate to uh, 
our siblings, our parents, our grandparents, just our human relations in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, from the moment, you know, you're born, you are relating to other people. You're constantly in a state of relating to others. Mm-hmm. And how you deal with the world around you, whether, um, you know, when, when you come into certain situations, there are times where you may, where, I don't know, how do I explain that, where you... Uh, where you may undercompensate or over overcompensate, yes, depending on the situation. depending on the situation. Uh, depending on, let's say, you're in a bad relationship or you're a child and you get hurt. You really want to do one of two things. You're going to suppress it, which closes down the heart chakra yes. and the energy flow, what uh, also known as cold heart. I'm going to have mm-hmm. a cold heart towards this situation. Or you're going to overly exert energy from your heart chakra trying to fight the force against what, what is happening. Right. You see this in a lot of relationships where one person shuts down, the other person goes too far in to compensate, trying to pull that person back to balance and not really knowing why they're they're doing those things. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you know, throughout life we're constantly in, you know, in this state of fluctuation mm-hmm. where one moment, you know, we're super open-hearted and then we get hurt from being that way and then we go to the total yeah. opposite direction. Yeah. So that is, that's really just one of the ways that you cause certain imbalances within your, your heart chakra. Mm-hmm. And now these, when these things happen, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. You know, life experiences, they, they take place. So it's up to us to take that time to reflect and kind of get ourselves back in balance after different things happen. Mm-hmm. But because a lot of people don't have this knowledge of what these things are and what our uh, emotional, our mental responses are to certain things, because we don't have that knowledge, we oftentimes let a lot of things just go undealt with, yeah. you know, and then we start to behave in certain ways, not realizing that we have these imbalances within ourselves. Yeah, not taking it serious like right. something that actually exists. Right, or we're like, oh, that's just my personality. I'm yeah. just like this, you know, yeah, when yeah. really it's caused by certain imbalances that we have. In our energy yeah, field. Yeah, in our auric field, exactly. In our auric field. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, here are a couple of imbalances that you can spot if your heart chakra specifically is imbalanced from either um, trying to shut it down and be cold-hearted or overexertion of force. Um, uh, Being overly defensive, jealousy, fear of intimacy, being codependent, always putting oneself in a role of savior or rescuer, excessive isolation, recluse, antisocial, holding on to grudges. Uh, yes. yes. Those are a couple. Yes. Mm-hmm. So those are, you know, when you have certain symptoms of having imbalances in the heart chakra. Yes. So how does this relate back to, to the family? A lot of times, you know, how we were talking about how we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to families, we have to remember that we are all individuals dealing with our own set of experiences, our own conditioning, our own emotions and things like that. What happens is a lot of times, you know, people do certain things that we that we may not like, that we may not understand that, that hurt us. Yeah. And in turn, this you know, this is kind of that like push or pull thing that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes internalize those things. We become angry, you know, at our mother, our father, 
and we hold on to this stuff, mm-hmm. and we are unable to move past or forgive them. Not just with families, it happens with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we hold on to things, we don't talk about it. Yeah. Um. So, so you you uh you start to create this imbalance within yourself, and then that extends to the family because no one wants to talk, nobody wants to forgive, nobody. Uh, they 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 hold on to they hold on yeah they hold on to grudges and pass them on and yes yeah right and that in turn uh, tears the family apart really right when you hold on to all this pain and you don't really know why right uh, you do other things to cope with it um, like arguments mm-hmm. and or just shutting down completely yeah because when your heart chakra shuts down you shut down right but when it's too open you go super aggressive about every situation. Right. And you need a, a comfortable balance uh, in the mm-hmm. middle so that the family can come back together. Mm-hmm. You know, because what happens is when we exert too much force, when you push a lot, people pull away. Right. You know, and when you pull too much, people do the same exact thing. The opposite force happens. Right. Every force that comes out, and this is a fact of energy, is sought uh, or the equal and opposite force, right, correct? Right. Reaction, reaction yes. happens, mm-hmm. you know. And there's another thing that says no energy dissipates. Right. So energy doesn't go disappear, go anywhere. Uh, it will always exist in a different form. Right. So when you push out a lot of energy, somebody's taking that energy on. Or when you shut down, somebody has to push out more energy down. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So balancing that is a very, very important thing when it comes to the health. Uh, the mental, the physical, uh, all of these health um, of the family. And there are also personal traits of imbalance when it comes to physical, um, emotional, and mental stability. Mm-hmm. You know? You want to hear them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, for the heart chakra, when your heart chakra is imbalanced, um, it has physical effects on your body. Reason yeah. being is that the heart chakra is located in the middle of your chest. It's not directly on your heart. It's an energy center. Yeah. It's not the actual organ. Right. Um, so what's happening is, what's, what's happening there uh, is the energy is spiraling out through the front of you and yeah. out through the back of you to create this energy field of your aura. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a green aura coming out of your heart. Green energy coming out of your heart. So it affects the lungs, the ribs, and the heart area. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, the lower chakras affect yeah. lower areas and yeah. the higher chakras affect higher. Right. So this areas. is kind of like that thing, you know, when people are like, oh, man, I have a broken heart. Like you literally you literally feel that because yeah. when you have all of that energy going on <clears throat> in there your are, heart chakra. There are scientific studies yeah. that prove you can actually have rips in your heart right. from you. Literally. Yes, because it does have a physical effect. It's a powerful physical effect on your body, Mm -hmm. uh, including, you know, asthma, bronchitis, and just heart conditions, you know, heart attacks. You can have heart attacks from being cold-hearted. Right. True. True story. And the the mention of the asthma and bronchitis is because there are also other organs within that energy center, you know, your lungs. Yes, it it takes up the whole, that whole whole part, the whole chest piece. Yes. You know, and as well as your back. Yes. Right there, come around come around to your back, so you'll feel it physically. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners can attest to that when they 
go through heartbreak. They feel it mm-hmm. physically where it actually hurts them. And they wonder why, you know, um, they're feeling that. And then, and it's, they realize it's more than emotion. Yes. You know, but it does affect you emotionally. When you have an imbalanced heart chakra, you have emotions of being withdrawn, avoiding socializing, uh, being overly critical, uh, lacking empathy, and feeling isolated in your emotions. So these are all things that affect the family and that need to be balanced in order to bring balance to the family. So that begs the question of what? How to heal the heart chakra, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, the main way, there are a few ways to heal the heart chakra. There are a few ways to heal the heart chakra, um, and here are a few of them. These are important because once you heal that energy that is unbalanced, you can then bring more balance to your family. And we're let's reiterate while we're talking about the family. Um, this show is about family healing yes. on many different levels. So we decided to start with heart chakra because if more people knew this, more families would have balance within themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay? If more people took this serious, more people would be more emotionally and physically well. Mm-hmm. This is about wellness. Yes. This is about family health and about family wellness. So that's why we chose this topic. So in order to balance those heart chakras, um, I'm just going to read this verbatim because I want people to understand it for what it is, you know. Um, To overcome a blockage, uh, excess or deficiency in the heart chakra, the energy needs to be able to move freely. One may need to loosen up constrictions or interferences such as continuous stress, physical muscle tension, improper diet, Mm -hmm. negative influence of others, limiting beliefs or attitudes. Be balanced with other energies. We need to take into consideration the whole chakra and energy system. For instance, stress or imbalance in neighboring chakras might influence the state of the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is because it's a median chakra. Yes. It controls the flow of energy to the other chakras. Mm -hmm. Or really it receives. It receives and distributes. Yes, yes. So with that being said, kind of like relating this back to last week's topic and talking about the sacral chakra, chakra, right? Mm -hmm. When you have when you have energies with your sacral chakra for us uh, with, you know, sexuality, right? If you tend to have an over, you know, uh, overabundance of energy in your sacral chakra, Mm -hmm. you tend to be a little more out there, right? Yeah. So with that being said, you typically will draw partners to you that may not be good for your mental health, your Mm -hmm. physical health, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. create all certain types of situations in your life, right? Mm -hmm. So then you create other situations that now lead to shocker imbalances of your heart, heart, right? Because you're like, oh, man, I feel like this. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, this was a mistake, you know? So that's just one example. But literally that happens with all different types of, with all the other chakras because when you have those imbalances, it causes you to, you know, behave in one way or the other, which eventually leads back to 
issues the heart, of the heart. Because the heart takes on all of the problems from every other. Right. Because it's your feeling centers. We're all, you know, your your feelings about everything are stored. You feel yeah. with your heart, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, everybody knows the heart. Well, not they don't. But they should uh, know that the heart is more than, it's the most important part of your body, really. Yeah. It gives off, gives off the most force. Yeah, I mean, it's your life force. When your heart stops, you know, it's over. it's over. So that's literally, that is the thing that keeps you going, yeah. you know? And so, it's literally the thing that connects your family yeah. to you. Right. Home is where the heart is. Home is where the heart is, people. <laughs> All right. You want to go into a song or? Yeah, yeah. We've uh, got a few more things coming up for you. So we'll take a quick break and uh, we will be right back. Stop me. I don't care what they 
All right. Welcome back to Inner Thought Radio with your host, Woman of the Womb, and the Fall Back Up. Before we get into our next topic, I wanted to tell everybody who is on the website right now at ponderbooksandradio.com to make sure they subscribe to the website, right? Yes, you get um, some some great deals and discounts on, uh, number one, the book that kind of started all of this, Introverse Explained. Um, So we've got the e-book, free e-book copy for those who uh, subscribe on Ponder Books and Radio. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the half off for all paperback books. Yeah. Um, got some upcoming books to myself. I'm excited to read these books yes. by uh, my lovely co-host here. Yes, so the Woman of the Womb book series, uh, which we kind of spoke about last week. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to be talking more about uh, women's health, uh, you know, mental, physical, spiritual Emotional, okay. all that good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yes, if you go on to the website, ponderbooksradio.com, you can uh, subscribe button. It's on, like, every page. You know, you can't miss it. Yeah. So make sure you uh, go check that out and see what other uh, amazing offers we have on there. And your book will be available for a pre-order really soon. Correct? Yes, very soon. Yes. Yes, yes. We've got those uh, coming up for really the excited year. About I'm excited to be writing it, so. Yeah, that is that. So it will be out the new year, or can we get it by Christmas, or uh, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm thinking with the shift of energy and where things are going, I'm thinking that the new year is a really good time. New that. year, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. I think everybody will kind of be in that mode for it. So yeah, yes. But uh, anyway, back into the show. Um, before we continue, mm-hmm. give a recap of what we've been talking about for people who are just now joining in. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we were just talking about the importance of balancing the heart chakra mm-hmm. in terms of balancing the family, yes, the family unit, uh, because of the energy flow that the heart chakra controls is the same energy that controls the family unit, mm-hmm. the emotional state and the physical state of that yes. unit. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. And where are we where is this leading us? So this is basically leading us into. Uh, certain cycles, mm-hmm. certain family uh, curses mm-hmm. that are brought about when we do not heal from our internalized wounds, when we don't heal that heart chakra, mm-hmm. right? So these curses or cycles that are, you know, perpetuated and passed down from generation to generation usually stem from the fact of us not being able to forgive, mm-hmm. not being able to let go of a lot of things that happen. So we are talking about what is known as family curses or generational curses. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. A generation being what? From my understanding, uh-huh. what a generation is <laughs> from from re- from research. Yes. Um, is a generation is basically how long it takes for a baby to become an adult. Right. And have more babies. Yes. So between 20 years is now the term for a generation. Uh, if you're talking about it on a spiritual, biblical, or religious standpoint, it is uh, 40 to 70 years right. is a generation. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. And that is meaning from one generation to the next, a curse that is passed down from that generation of old to the generation mm-hmm. of new. Yes. Okay. So... Uh, 
we are going to be talking about there's a few you know a few different points that we want to make with this topic mm-hmm. um the very first one is what what is what are the curses that are passed down how are they passed down so these curses are really things that uh you know keep us bound in cycles of uh you know of, of not having not attaining full joy and happiness you know breaking down the foundation of family because we are unable like i said to get past certain things that we have held on to mm. so there are different ways that we pass down these curses so first as we talked about they start with our heart our heart chakra the imbalances that we have that holds on to yes, the energy by holding on to this energy yeah. now how do we pass these things down is you know is the next thing mm-hmm. so there are typically you know four different ways that we can do this. Okay. One, through uh, spoken curses, mm-hmm. things that we literally speak um, or express about others. Yeah. So, now aren't Now, ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Now, aren't all spoken words considered curses? Well, not necessarily curses, but all of our words are, they're like spells. That's why we get the term spell. spelling. Yes. So not necessarily a curse because you can, there are some, you know, so-called good so you know spells what, you know what and there are bad. you know what runes are? Excuse me? Runes. Runes. R-U-N-E-S. What is that? Runes are actually what makes up the English alphabet. They come from a culture of witchcraft. Uh-huh. True story. People well, yes. up. Because actually the English language, language <clears throat> excuse me, is is literally like a backwards language. That language was really created to cast spells yeah. on people. That's why we have so many words with like double entendres and all that. Yeah, yeah. double yeah. meanings, all that. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other topic There's for own other Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely something to research. Though. Yes, it is. But uh, kind of getting getting back on this mm-hmm. spoken curses. It's not necessarily saying, oh, you know, I hereby put this spell on you, but <laughs> it's that's one way. I mean, you can do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. that's true. Um, but really, the things that we speak, because you have to remember that your words are energy. Yeah. So just like with anything else, what you push out into the universe is going to manifest mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. So when you speak things against people, when you speak from a place of hurt and pain and bitterness and anger. Mm -hmm. You are then pushing that energy on one, well, you're definitely pushing that energy on whoever it is that you're speaking about or who you are speaking to. But then you also bring that energy back to yourself because if if you're familiar with the law of attraction, what you put out is what you bring back in, what you you pull back in, right? So if you say, oh, man, you know, this person ain't this or ain't nothing, then you are literally creating that. You're creating that for them to mm-hmm. not be nothing in their life. Mm-hmm. And then you are creating that for yourself. So every time you see them, you are literally reinforcing the idea that they really are not worth anything, right? It's kind of how racism is perpetuated. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like telling your kids, oh, this racism, this, and this racism, that. Right. And now they are now cursed by right. that thought process. By that plague mindset. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that is the first thing, spoken curses. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the, the second one 
are curses that are self-inflicted. So a lot of people don't realize that they are putting, they are creating certain cycles and curses for themselves. Yeah. One through again through the things that they speak. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, by saying, "Oh, I'm not good at this," and "Oh, I can't do this," and "Oh, I'll never." I'll never be able to do X, that Y, Z. That means you won't. Yep. You know, because you you are creating that energy in your yep. life. I'll never be as good looking as mm-hmm. this and that. I'll never have a fit body. Or whatever it is. I'll never quit smoking. Yeah. I'll never stop eating this type of food. Yeah. I can never do that. Yeah. And that, yeah. Right. Hurts. And then you, it is. Self-inflicted. Right. Yes, that is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, there, one, that spoken thing, and then two... There is a unspoken way that we do that mm-hmm. through our thoughts and our subconscious mind, right? Okay. So our thoughts about certain things, <clears throat> we in well, obviously because our thoughts are inside of us, so we internalize these things, yeah. right? They get embedded into our into our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. They get embedded into our heart. If you literally start to believe these the things, right, inside yeah. of our heart to the point where it starts as a thought and then it becomes a feeling. Yeah. We create certain feelings within ourselves based off of a thought, right? Is this so, how is this how um, most of the young women in the generation now um, start to perceive themselves as ugly because they watch television and these things? And now they look at women who are not of a like a realistic, realistic image and start saying, "Oh, I don't have super big hips yeah. like that, and my lips don't do this." And, yeah. and now they're thinking that in their head. And right. Now you have them growing up wearing super weeds and putting a lot of makeup on their faces. Really? Right. And the butt injections. Yeah, stuff, and butt injections. Yeah. Yeah. Injections. It's a bunch of crazy. Yeah. But uh, is that a curse? Do you say a mental? Mm-hmm. Of, Def- yeah, that definitely. That is, that is a great example of okay. that. I, you know, I think a lot of people don't, they would not label it and say, oh, that's a curse, but really, it, I mean, it is, you know. Yeah. Anytime you're kind of going against yourself like that and... Against your nature. Against your nature, yeah. yeah that's yeah. So uh, that's a great point that you make there. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yes. Yeah, because that's actually what I was going to say that, um, you know, a lot of times our subconscious thoughts come from a place of self-judgment, mm. you know, of, of uh, you know, being being very, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, being very, uh, you know, whether it's angry towards ourselves or feeling guilt about certain things, um, being, yeah, like I said, overjudgmental about mm-hmm. our our own whatever it may those be things appearance. Those things get embedded within Action. your mind. Yes. And per perpetuate into your life. Yes. Okay. Pretty much. Yes. All right. So that's one and two. Spoken curses towards other people. And then uh self inflicted curses, whether it be spoken or uh through our mental thought process. Okay. The third thing I'm sorry, did you want to go? No, I wanna okay. interested. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I thought you were gonna say yes. yes. The third thing, um comes from a lack of a spiritual foundation. Okay. Right? Yes. And this is a hard thing to talk it about. It is. Especially on our show. Yes. Because there are a lot of people out there who are into their own religion. Yes. And, you know, they do their own thing. Right. And this is this show is not of a specific religion. Yes. We don't want to uh, promote anything or take away from anything. Right. Because of 
the the effect of that on people. Right, yes, because, you know, that tends to push people away. Yeah. Um, but you will hear us trying to, <laughs> trying to, you know, word things in a way for it to be all inclusive. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I guess, pause, a little segue here, that is a, a, a great point to make about this show and what we aim to do. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times there are these separations and people speak from, you know, our religious dogmas and all of, and all of these things from these places. And yeah. what we are aiming to do is bring all of those things together so that it makes sense. Yeah, because they're and, unnecessary. Right, the so that it makes sense in this physical world because a lot of people are confused by all these things. Yeah, they don't even realize. The language, you know, and all of the, the jargon, blah, 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 blah. So going back into this topic, a lot of <clears throat> these these curses that we put on ourselves do come from a lack of a spiritual foundation, mm-hmm. regardless, regardless of what it is that you believe in. Can we from, explain why? Can yeah. I go into that a little Yeah, bit? you can. Uh, yeah. um, curses get embedded within our energy fields, mm-hmm. within our spirit or etheric bodies, as they say, or subtle bodies like we were, we were talking about earlier, right. you know, that are um, that are created by our chakras. Right. Over time, they get embedded and they really pre-program our DNA, which we pass on to our children. Um, so by having a spiritual connection or uh, the doesn't matter what your religious background is, but having some kind of connection to a spiritual realm helps with clearing that spiritual realm of these negative energies. That we hold on to, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Okay, cool. And then also to kind of uh, expand on that, when you do not have a certain foundation for yourself. Yeah, like an individual, personal. Right. You know, who am I as a person? What type of person do I want to be? What direction am I going you do not have that sort of foundation for yourself. Mm-hmm. You tend to do things that may be immoral or that may... You don't have any boundaries. You don't have any boundaries. That's, yeah. Yes. That's a very... That's the simplest way of putting it. You don't have any boundaries. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, because they don't have a certain foundation, feel like what they put out or what they do to other people has no consequence, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, this lack of spiritual foundation leads to an ab- you know, is the cause of an absence of moral and spiritual values. Mm-hmm. So we do things to other people, which again goes back to the whole law of attraction and what we put out, we bring back in. Back right? Yes. So that is another way that that I we can even move away from the word curses here because that is a it's like your karma. Which yeah. is, which is the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That we're all we're talking about energy here. We're right. using the word curses because that is the lowest common denominator that people really understand nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say that, people see it as oh witchcraft and this and that. Right. But they get it on a mental level mm-hmm. where they say, okay, I can I can comprehend that. Right. But what we're really talking about is taking on energy and holding on to it and passing it on to other people. Um, 
or passing it on to your children right. or passing it on to yourself. Right. So now they deal with your karma or the things that you have inherited yes. energetically. Why? Yes. 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 And that can go on for a generation. Right. You know, you need to realize that, you know, a uh, great example, you got some really famous families who took on curses like the Kennedys, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when President Kennedy's, Kennedy's father, Joe, it's a saying. This is a myth. This is a rumor. Okay, I'm just, I don't know how factual this is. This is what they say. President Kennedy's father, Joe, you know, World War Two, uh, one of the Jewish people at the concentration camps, old, old Jewish family, put a curse on him because he wouldn't help them, mm-hmm. help them escape or do something of that along that nature, uh, saying that all of your boys, the males of your family, will suffer greatly, mm-hmm. you know, suffer great deaths or whatever. And that curse has happened exactly as it was given to that family. Yes. You know, Bruce Lee went through the same thing. Which goes back to the spoken curses that the we spoken curses, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. And then you also have to be very careful because of the people that you that you deal with. You never you never know where they are you know, what their roots are in terms of their spiritual foundation. Yeah. And I think that you know, because of, you know, Hollywood, TV, and all these other things, that that uh, these topics get really dumbed down, you know, to the point yeah. where it's like, oh, it's just, oh, it's just TV. Oh, yeah, it's just magic, magic stuff. Yeah. You know, but these things are, are very real. Yeah. And that's great because that kind of leads into the, the next point, that occult knowledge, that occult science that uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people oh. – are in, especially yeah. now, you yeah. know. People don't like to talk about it. They don't. You know, they say, oh, Illuminati, whatever. You know, they like yeah. to joke about it. And, and, a lot about of, it. and honestly, a lot of people just don't know right. what that is. Right. Can we explain what that is first? The occult? Sure. A uh, cult <laughs> is basically people who worship Satan, honestly, and have worshipped a devil-like figure for ages. But by doing so, they have created somewhat of a study of the supernatural, the mystical, the magical things, as you would say. You know, they have been ahead of their time when it comes to energy and aura uh, knowledge. A lot of the things that the early church didn't want you to learn because you can do very evil things with that yeah. information. Well, and that's what I was going to say because occult knowledge comes from a basis where it's, it wasn't always, like, just always super sinister. Yeah. But now you have a lot of groups who you because that, it's like with anything else, there are there are two, uh, there are two halves, which, again, relates to our last show, yeah. two balancing forces of that. Yeah. So there are the positive aspects and the negative aspects of occult knowledge. There so, are. They, yes. they use very positive things. To do very negative. Yes, things. depending on who you're who you're dealing with. Yeah. Yes. So that's why I said you have to be very careful, you know, with the people that you come in contact with because you never know what they are using that knowledge and that power to, to do. do. Yeah. Even what people who intent. present, intent you know, where it's very like, important. Right. Yes. Yes, and if you follow us on Twitter, then you know today we were talking about intent mm-hmm. earlier. Yes. 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 So that uh, that's kind of the fourth. <clears throat> you know, which I don't know how how in terms of family, 
how prevalent that is now, but definitely that is something that is very real in terms of people putting those type of curses and stuff on you. And we just, you know, we just wanted to throw that one in there just to give you the full spectrum. So what do people do about these curses? And how do they get over them and how do they heal? Um, When it comes to your energy and your heart chakra and how it takes on energy, um, it's the same way you heal the chakra itself is how you heal from these curses. Mm-hmm. Um, acceptance. Yeah. You have to be able to accept um, the behavioral patterns of the curse itself or accept the fact that you are have some type of, you know, curse put upon you. Yeah, or and then, in these imbalances, that's the first thing. That's it. That's one. Then you have to be able to forgive you have to be able to have forgiveness in your heart, first and foremost, for yourself. Yeah. If you cannot forgive yourself for the things of your past or the things of your generations uh, above you, past like your parents or grandparents, if you can't forgive them for being, you know, for not knowing, not knowing mm-hmm. then you will never get past these things. Right. This allows you to let go of inner grudges or inner uh, bitterness, bitterness, and you're holding on to a specific type of energy right. on your auric, on your aura. And once you let that go, you can begin to heal from these situations. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that that is how you actually heal from family curses. Right. Yeah. You forgive and you forget. Yeah. Well, you don't forget. We, yeah. You forgive and you heal. Yes. You know. And kind of going back to your first point where you said acceptance. <clears throat> Another thing that, uh, especially in certain cultures, um, that we don't do is we don't talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging and accepting the fact that there is an issue, Mm -hmm. that there was an issue is the first. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, parents or grandparents, they don't go into these conversations because, again, going back to that heart chakra, because of guilt, because of, whatever their feelings are about the situation because they try to repress certain things or they try to forget or put it out of their good. minds. They don't they don't it's just trait of the ego. Yes, yes. Yes. Because you're like, all oh, that happened, we're just not gonna talk about that. But what you are doing is you are keeping that in your energy field. And just how you said, it doesn't go anywhere. Energy doesn't disappear. Yes. So now that's passed on to your children. And your children will go through certain cycles because they don't know. They don't know the family history. They don't know about the things that happen. So then they go on thinking, oh, man, I'm the only person going through this. And mm-hmm. then they hold it in. Mm-hmm. They keep it to themselves. Yeah. And then that cycle is perpetuated over generation after generation after generation. So that is one of the very first things is that there needs to be more of a dialogue in order about, to, yeah. yes, about the things that are going on and within our family. Why the acceptance part is is so important because until you accept it, you don't get over the denial. That yes, and the guilt. You're not going to talk to a family member about something you're going through right. if you're in denial of it actually happening. Right. You know, that's kind of like admitting something you don't believe yourself. Right. And you have to admit it to yourself first. And once you do that, you get over denial. Yeah. And then you can forgive yourself. And then you can have these conversations. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to, to, to touch on is that once you do these things, that's where your spiritual connection comes into play. Right. If you're a part of a religion, open a wound because you have to open the wound first for it to heal, right. for it to scab over. 
But the band-aid that you're putting over that scab Mm -hmm. is your spiritual connection. Because when you deal with the aura, whether our listeners believe it or not, whether we believe it or not, whether anybody believes it or not, there are energies on that other etheric field, that etheric plane, that soul plane. Soul plane. No plane plane there. (laughs) But there are spirits. And I'm using spirits as a term for powerful negative energies or positive energies mm-hmm. that exist on this other realm. Mm-hmm. I was explaining this to somebody earlier this week um, about the dreams, about they're saying, okay, yeah. the, prove that there's an etheric realm to me, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it like this. When you go to sleep, you dream, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, the human body sleeps more than it is awake, which means that world is actually the real world for a human body. But we go to sleep, we have these dreams that are so real, and then we wake up and dismiss them like they never existed, mm-hmm. like it's just a thought. Right. Like and we, when you're in them, you're like, oh, my God, I felt that. Mm-hmm. I can feel everything. I cut this, I did that. And your body, and your, your body, body reacts, reacts to it. You can, you can wake yeah. up and you'll be in sweats or you'll be yep. wake up and you'll feel the energy from these things. Mm-hmm. That is because that is a real place. Mm-hmm. That is the place where the, the subtle body, yep. the etheric body, lives. Mm-hmm. That's where that's at. That's why when you go to sleep, your pineal gland opens up. You know, when you go to sleep, uh, like we explained in our last show, that the pineal gland secretes melatonin at its highest rate from um, 7 p.m. at 9 p.m. at night to 7 in the yeah, morning. Yeah. The reason it's doing that is because it's opening your third eye so that you can be present on this on etheric field on the yeah. other plane. That's the eye for that body. So you need that to see on that plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing that back to the point that I'm trying to make uh, is that that is a real place. So until you accept that that really exists, then you won't accept that you need spiritual guides on that mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. to assure that these persons do not come back. Correct? Yes. So you're accepting that they exist, right? You're forgiving yourself for them. Then you're having conversation, like you said. You're having the open conversation so that everybody understands that this is really a real thing that's going on and it needs to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Then you are bringing in the force of your spiritual guides, whether it be Jesus, Buddha, Allah, uh, Thoth, Ancestors, your ancestors, your, you know, your past relatives, anybody you call on, when you pray or when you meditate, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, whenever you do whatever you do, you have to have some kind of connection with that other world. You have to take that serious. Now, for the listeners who just don't take it serious, that's also a curse that you're perpetuating. Yeah, that's, a, that's one of those curses we talked about earlier. The ones you put on yourself when you say, ah, nothing is this. Yeah. That's a mental construct that you're telling yourself, which is perpetuated to you, and then you pass on to the next generation. So until you get past that self-taught lie, mm-hmm. that that you don't have energy filled and that chakras aren't real and a lot of things that people can now prove with science and stuff like that, until you get past that, then you won't heal from certain things. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just the way it is. True story. <laughs> yes. So before we uh, go into 
our next topic. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Yeah. 
All right. Welcome back to Inner Thought Radio with your host. The Fall Back Up and... Woman of the Womb. Yes. <sighs> so, we have had, uh, I think we've had a great a great night so far. Yeah. yeah. I think we touched on some great points. Yes. Uh, we kind of related this show to the last one um, in a smooth transition. Yeah. Um, we touched on a little bit earlier about um, the importance of balancing the heart chakra to balancing the family just in time for Thanksgiving. Yes. You know, and all the entire holiday season, whatever it is that you celebrate. Yeah, or don't celebrate. Or don't. Um, You know, (laughs) and then we brought it into the topic of family curses, how to heal from family curses and family cycles, Mm -hmm. how to spot them, how to get over them, and then how to heal from them. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you're listening, before we get into our next topic, can we have everybody go to ponderbooksandradio.com and subscribe um, under the radio station? Subscribe to our station, you know. If you can, drop a donation. What else can they do on the website? They can- uh, you, can, you can order <clears throat> a copy of Introverts Explained, which is, like I said earlier, that's really the book that kind of started all of this, um, mm-hmm. that really allowed us to be able to, to do this show. Uh, so you can go on there, order the ebook or the paperback copy. Mm-hmm. Um, by subscribing, though, you get the ebook for free. Subscri- subscribing is only $3. So uh, you get it's a great deal. You get the ebook for free. You get the paperback for half off. Um, you know, you're also the first, will be the first to know about our upcoming books. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the Woman of the Womb book series that drops coming uh, this new year. Then the new year? Okay. Yep. Okay. So you've got access to those. We've got some great deals. We have a cookbook coming up. Yes. Cookbook. Yes. Yeah. Uh, raw. It's, it's going to be about uh, raw. Raw vegan raw food. Raw vegan food mm-hmm. from Loving It Live. Yes. So i got to give a shout out to Loving It Live, um, who is also another one of our sponsors. Yes. Yes, they are. Great people. Great, great family over there. So, uh, yeah, we've got that cookbook coming up. Mm-hmm. And then we've also, we have a few uh, members-only shows, some exclusive access shows yes. that we're going to be doing. Um, so Poetic Therapy, which some people may be familiar with, yeah. uh, which we have been doing here in Atlanta for a little while, mm-hmm. and now we are putting it on the radio. Which actually it originated at W E R D radio, yes. which is the first black owned radio station in North America. Yes. The same radio station Martin Luther King used to get his message out on. Yes. That is where poetic therapy originally yes. launched. And it is in the same building of uh where the Madam C J Walker beauty salon was. Mm-hmm. They still have all of her original stuff there. So for all of our listeners who are in the Atlanta area, make sure you go check them out, pay them a visit, uh, tell them we sent you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, man, it's it's an awesome place in there, awesome vibes. It's got all like the, the whole wall of old vinyl. So when you go in there, man, you just you get so much of that uh, that culture. Mm-hmm. So, also got some other that. shows over there on the record with Cheyenne and Imani, mm-hmm. Conscious Soul with Odenero and Renata G, and also. Uh, Soul Sundays. Soulful Sundays. Soulful Sundays with the Station Black Group. Yes. yes. All great people, you know, doing some very positive things 
here in Atlanta. Um, so we cannot forget, you know, to shout them out too. So yes, we say all that to say, uh, we want um when you subscribe to PonderBooksAndRadio.com, we have the Poetic Therapy Show coming up, which, again, is, um, you know, exclusive access to our members. Um, and we've got a, a lot of other great deals from our sponsors and, and people who are working with us. Um, we're also going to do a couples therapy show. Yes. So for all the couples listening, um, we will have a members-only couple show for PonderBooksAndRadio.com. Mm-hmm. Members only. Yes. 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 And you do not want to miss this show. Yeah. That one's going to be really, really, really good. Yeah, that one's a lot of fun. Yes. A little more one-on-one type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot of interesting topics. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, make sure y'all go to the website um, and check that out. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then also on the front page, scroll down, you see the little uh, comment box. Make sure you drop a comment. Let us know your thoughts about the show. Let us know if there are any uh, specific topics that you want us to cover, all of that great stuff. We are really open to feedback and, uh, you know, making this the best yeah. possible experience for everyone. So drop a comment on PonderBooksAndRadio.com. Yeah. If you're on Twitter, um, a lot of this originated on Twitter, um, follow our sponsor at Empath Introvert, that is E-M-P-A. T H I N T R O V E R T Empath Introvert. Yes. And then you can follow me at the Fall Backup. I also do spoken word poetry. You know I got a SoundCloud if you want to go in there and listen to that. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably play that on a later show. Right, not this show. Um but it's soundcloud.com slash the fall back up, mm-hmm. and you do spoken word poetry as well. I do. You yes. Do. Shout out to, uh, I'm sorry, really quick, my family um, over at Project Poetry. Mm-hmm. Man, I love y'all. For those of you listening and tuning in, great people. Uh-huh. But yes, y'all can follow me on Twitter at Woman of the Womb. Um, so yeah, all that poetry stuff, empowerment. And shout out to Via Imprinted Soul. Yes, yes, definitely. Imprinted Soul. So everybody who used to listen to, who still does listen to Imprinted Soul, yes. they're still doing their I'm thing. I was just listening to one the other day, yeah. actually. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Yes. Who kind of soul. started the uh, the online poetry, poetry show. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Man, we miss, we miss that. So uh, whenever y'all are ready to come back. That would be awesome. We're waiting for it. Yeah. But yes. All right, so let's get back into our topics of discussion. Yes, yes. So where we left off. Would you like off, to recap? You want to recap? Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm doing. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we left off, um, you know, like we said, first starting off talking about the heart chakra, the imbalances with that, um, and how that affects the family unit. And so we got a little bit more into family curses and, uh, how to spot certain cycles and and break them. And so one of the points that we spoke about in terms of, uh, you know, of breaking these cycles was conversations, having dialogue with the people in our families, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was a great segue into our next topic as far as generation gaps and generation gaps of consciousness. Okay. Right? Yes. These the dialogue with our with with our family members. How well? First, what is 
what are generational gaps in consciousness? What does that mean? A generational gap, first of all, a generation gap itself is just a gap between generations of uh, the separation in thoughts, feelings, and emotions Mm -hmm. between parents and child. Culture. Uh, Parents and grandchild, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Yeah, culture, all that. You know, the way we dress, the way we Mm -hmm. talk, the things, our technology, Mm -hmm. the things that change over time that the parents don't understand the child doing or that the child doesn't understand the parents doing are called generational gaps. Mm -hmm. Generational gaps of consciousness are are, are gaps in knowledge and wisdom. Mm -hmm. The things we take on, the things we research, the things we learn, Technology is another one, you know, computers mm-hmm. and stuff like that are all affect your consciousness, the way you think about life. Yeah. So what happens is there is a gap of consciousness between parents and child nowadays or parent and grandchild um, due to the fact of change in the speed mm-hmm. in which things are changing. Yes. Uh, it's kind of backwards nowadays, honestly, because, you know, Children nowadays actually have access to the internet, which is actually ha- it actually has probably the biggest source internet. of information mm-hmm. of any generation. Smartphones, all that. Smartphones, yeah. computers. They allow this new generation to actually, if they want it to be, be the smartest generation right. of all time. Yeah. You know, I know they placed it doing other things, you know, they use their computers to go on websites and look up white <laughs> videos and yeah, dump stuff. World Star. Yeah, World stuff. Star, uh, dump stuff. We don't down World yeah. Star, but, you know, it's, right. it's, it's true. Yeah. Uh, instead, of, instead of really just looking up everything of importance, mm-hmm. you know, you can really get anything off the Internet. It really It's really on the individual. Yeah. So what's happening is, you know, it has negative effects and positive effects on the generation yeah. that are below the the adult generation or the older generation, the grandparents, the parents, and it separates them. It widens yeah. the gap in consciousness like no other time in history. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest time in history when the consciousness gap has ever been this wide. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So uh, we want we want to talk about that and hit on the topic of of how to heal these generation gaps. Uh, I have a couple of good points on this one. Um, first, I want to get into the fact, of, kind of to relate it to what we were just talking about, the etheric field, the chakras, the aura, and the connection of people in that way. You know, I think it's too. I think it's so much of us worried about the physical connection, mm-hmm. you know, of what we see our children doing, what we see our parents doing, that makes us kind of just focus on that yeah. and say, oh, I can't relate to them. Mm-hmm. I'll never relate. I don't listen to that old stuff. Why don't he listen to, you know, young Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't yeah. get that, mm-hmm. you know, um, or vice versa, you know, and that's, those are physical world things. Yeah. Uh, we're, I'm going to get back onto that music thing in a second, too. Yeah. Um, but I think what needs to be focused on more so when it comes to consciousness, because consciousness means the awakening of the spirit, spiritual eye, the mm-hmm. third eye, to see the world for what it really is in that sense. 
So if we're talking about adapting practices, we do have to talk about the spirit itself. Now, anybody who's listening right now, please do your research on this. Look this up. Write this down for later so you can look it up. There's a thing called the etheric cord. Since you have an etheric body or a subtle body, mm-hmm. um, your body interacts with other people's auras in this sense. I've, I wrote a book about this called Introverts Explained. It's everything you need to know about empaths and introverts. If you know what an empath is, an empath is somebody who connects with somebody on an aura level. Mm-hmm. We walk in the room, we feel everybody's energy, we leave with it. So if somebody in the room is emotional, we'll come in there, we'll be happy, then we'll leave emotional and be like, why are we emotional? That's what an empath is. It's kind of to prove the fact that these type of interactions are happening. So what's happening with these generation gaps between parent and child is the connection of the etheric cord or the heart-to-heart connection, a.k.a. etheric cord connection is actually like an a.k.a heart-to-heart connection, right. an energy field that connects to heart. Over time, as, you know, people get older, these cords lessen and lessen in strength. That's why by teenage years, you know, a child seems more rebellious to their parent because they don't relate on the physical they haven't plane and they have not maintained that spiritual connection. Right. Ask any family who has a strong spiritual foundation, and they will show you that that connection never lessens Mm -hmm. in those type of families. Right. Yes. But in in families who don't have those connections, it almost depletes. Right. It goes away. Yeah. You know? Which kind of relates back to that heart chakra balance and imbalance thing because when, you know, when you're both or when two people are balanced, Uh it is easier for them to vibrate on the, the same, same level, level right mm-hmm. so yes. so that's kind of that that same that same concept mm-hmm. you know when your heart is set on this and then my heart is set over here and we don't have a foundation that brings us all together mm-hmm. then we cannot we literally cannot function on the same level because we we're just not on the You're same not plane. the same plane yeah you know you you li- yeah, exactly. If you can't literally function with somebody, then how can you expect to get along with that person? How can you expect right. to relate to that person? Right. You know, uh, what happens is people get stubborn, you know. At mm-hmm. certain ages, people get stubborn. And that's why it's like when you get older, because children don't care, you know. Right. That's why it's easy to connect to a child because they connect with everybody. They have a strong uh, spiritual connection with everybody. Right. As you get older, you get stubborn in your ways. You start saying, I like this and that's it. I do this and that's it. In my day, we listen to VHS tapes. You know, mm-hmm. in my day, we listen to DVDs. I listen to 8-tracks. You know what I'm saying? Every generation has their thing, and they get stubborn in their ways with the next generation and kind of look at them weird because of the life that they're living mm-hmm. instead of connecting with them spiritually, which is a timeless bond. Yeah. You know, when a baby is born and the child cries, a mother leaks milk. That is to say that there is a telepathic bond between mother and child. It's like this with all with parents, both father and mother, with their child. Mm-hmm. They we all have a telepathic bond with our children, not just a physical one. So it's important to strengthen that if you're going to strengthen the gap in consciousness. Mm-hmm. That was just a point I wanted to make. Um, another thing, I was talking to an elder. 
um, earlier in the week, and he had a great point. Uh, he pointed out that the best way to reconnect the bond between child and parent is to take the mic. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I kind of heard bits and pieces of uh, that conversation, and I want to say it, it kind of relates back to what you were when you briefly mentioned music, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. So what what exactly was that about? Yes. What's happening is is we have a generation of ignorant people that is being made, manufactured. It's a factory yes. that is making a generation into an ignorant generation. Mm-hmm. You know, it started. It starts with the music industry and the television industry perpetuating basically a lot of lies and a lot of, you know, ignorance. Half-truths. Half-truths and, and images of ignorance, you know, that mm-hmm. tell you to down women and to do this and to do a lot of just dumb stuff. So what happens is these people grow up. They become elders. Yes, and they are super brainwashed. They're right? brainwashed. Yes. You know, they don't realize you're not supposed to eat certain things and do certain things. You're supposed to do certain things and take care of yourself. So they don't teach the next generation that. Right. They teach what, what they know. Right. Which kind of takes away the term elder from them and just makes them an older person. Right. Wisdom, age is no longer a sign of wisdom. Right. But to a child, our natural nature tells us look up that that, that is a wise person. Right. So when we get these things, we're like, oh, that's okay. That's what I'm supposed to be doing for mm-hmm. life. That's my direction. Yeah. But in reality, it's not. So what's happening is we need to take the mic back and give it to elders who are of enlightened sense mm-hmm. or just a generation, because there are younger people out here who are very enlightened. Yeah. There's music out here that is very enlightened. You know, if you ever listen to, like, the artist Rory, you know, Andre 3000 was always a real enlightened person. Mm-hmm. You know, Erica Badu, very enlightened. Mm-hmm. You know, Lauren Hill, right? Yeah. These people are enlightened. There's, there are good artists out here who do good work, and there are you know, good directors who make movies of importance mm-hmm. and things of these nature. So it's good to, we have to take the mic back from the people who are perpetuating ignorance. You can't allow that to be perpetuated to the next generation, not because it's too late for us, because, you know, as people who are already old, you know, are getting older, you know, we're already in that stubborn stage. Mm-hmm. So it's good to teach the next generation because they're going to grow. We gotta, we gotta eliminate that from the next generations to come right. if that's going to ever stop from mm-hmm. happening. So we have to take the mic and give good, positive, enlightening material, kind of like this show right. right here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that will help decrease the gaps in the gap in the generations of consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, because we're talking about really a, a mentality right. at the end of the day, yeah. you know, of how, you know, we take in information and what we do with the information mm-hmm. that is within us spiritually and mentally. Right. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's also interesting because kind of going back to what you said about this generation, we are in a – we are – we are what, what what's the song? How the song go? What a time 
be alive. It's so true, though, because we are in the perfect position where we have a choice for which direction we're going to go in. Mm-hmm. We have all of the tools. And so what do we do with them? That's kind of what you said. You know, we have the Internet. We have these smartphones. We we have the information literally at our fingertips, right? Mm-hmm. And so now we're in a place, I think this is, well, I kind of want to bridge two things here. We are in a place where we we can develop ourselves and we can move into a whole different type of consciousness than what our elders were able to get. Now, don't get me wrong, they definitely have a lot of wisdom to to offer, but then there are also elders, even from the generation above us, who have been super brainwashed by a lot of things that no longer resonate with with where we are right now Mm -hmm. as far as evolving uh, spiritually, um, evolving uh, mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that now, we have the opportunity to really free ourselves from a lot of the social constructs and things that our grandparents and people before them were taught or what they, you know, what they had to do to to survive certain things, yeah. you know? So, it, I mean, it's definitely an interesting dynamic, and you do have to be very careful with the older people that you choose to have in your you know, to listen to and take with them from. Now, don't get me wrong, everybody has something that you can learn from them, mm-hmm. definitely. Everyone. Everybody does, regardless of, you know, this, that, and third. But um, you do have to take certain things with a grain of salt because of their conditioning and mm-hmm. things that may have shaped their perspectives and their opinions on things, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I, I definitely think that... um I don't know. Like you said, it, it really just goes with. It, it depends on what we're taking in, you know. Yeah. And and what that person ab- above us knows or may not know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that kind of brings me to the next point of you know mass consciousness. Mm-hmm. To to bridge that gap, you have to have kind of have a, a personal spiritual journey if you want to bridge the gap with that next generation. Yeah. Um, there was a study that was done in, I believe it was China, uh, where there were a group of monkeys, right, in the mountains. They had these little hot springs over there in the mountains. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one, what happened is tourists would come over and they would throw, like, food or something at the at the monkeys. And the way they would react with the food, another group of monkeys that were on a different island, completely separated by water, had no way of interacting with each other, started mimicking these the actions of the other monkeys, mm-hmm. which proved that there is a consciousness connection directly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just really proves everything we've been saying up until this point, right. that there is this invisible force right. that, that connects, connects everybody more. together, yeah. you know, of spirit. Yeah. And by tapping into that on a personal level, you can literally tap into the next generation. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So by doing that, you know, if you strengthen that yourself, because we're talking about strengthening these bonds, um, the only way to eliminate gaps is to strengthen bonds. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to listen to anybody you don't like. It's just the way it is. You have to make the generation above you or below you kind of like you more. Yeah. You know? 
until that, it's going to be like two enemies talking to each other. Right. You have to make people like you more. Yeah. By strengthening this personal spiritual bond with yourself first, you connect this invisible force with everybody and everything around you. Yeah. You know, and you start looking at the the rest of the physical world things as kind of petty. Yeah. You know, music, clothes, mm-hmm. all that stuff doesn't matter at the end of the day when it comes to wisdom and how to live life, the philosophy of it, you know. You know, I think that also kind of connects back to what we were talking about in terms of the heart chakra with you thinking that you got to make, you kind of have to have a type of relationship where they like you, right, where they want to respond to where you want, you know, where they're able to respond and receive what it is that you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I think another part of that gap comes in because older generations have, you know, from their experience, a lot of times their their wisdom or what they are trying to relay across to the generations beneath them is tainted by, you know, their anger or whatever, their conditioning from certain things that happen to them. So it's not well received by the younger generation. You know what I mean? Where, you know, your parents may be like, oh, why are you doing this? And what, you know, why are you doing it like that? I don't get this. And you're like, okay, I can't relate to that mm-hmm. because I, I don't really like you, for real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think there, the way that we communicate has to be changed a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. And rather than coming from a place of judgment, because you hear that a lot. Oh, y'all's generation ain't this. And oh, y'all ain't that. Blah, 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 blah. Well, right. And it's like, well, in reality, you're, you know, your generation, even though you may have this wisdom from your life experience, y'all may did not do everything the right way. Mm-hmm. And you paved the way for this new generation to come in. Mm-hmm. So what is it that that generation was lacking or did not do or did not say, you know, as this next generation was coming up. Mm -hmm. So how then could you come across, you know, judgmental or say in this kind of way? You know, I I think that the the message does have to be tailored a little bit because at the end of the day, it's really, you know, it's about, it is about respecting the minds of both sides because the children of today do have a, a certain level of intelligence and a certain knowledge that the people before them did not have and a certain awareness. Yeah. Right, and so I think that it takes both sides to recognize that, you know, that consciousness, that wisdom from from each other, in order to come back together in the middle. I think that brings you back to the point you made about healing family curses, mm-hmm. where one of the things to heal was the conversation. Yeah, you have to have a fluid communication, right, with you know between generations, um, so that a younger generation can learn from an older generation. Right. You know, and then an older generation can relate more mm-hmm. to a younger generation and learn from them and, also. Right. Because there's so much information that this younger generation has now right. that must be relayed to an older generation who really doesn't even know how to use computers and right. know how to use all their and stuff up all and, stuff. and do any of that stuff. They're not yeah. into that stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So they're really going off the things they learned through life and the, right. the things they read and the things, you know. The things that were read to them. Exactly. So yeah. that, and that, was, that brings back to my first point of finding elders who are enlightened, yeah. who read the right things, yeah. who, who really went in depth with it. 
search of knowledge of, of them, truth. of truth of themselves, mm-hmm. of spirit, of yeah. of life itself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because no young person who thinks they're wise. All first of all, all young people think. You know we. You know we think that we know everything. Mm-hmm. You can't tell us nothing. We don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? So we have to, but we have to understand, we have to understand that knowledge and wisdom are two different things. Yeah. Knowledge is the gaining of information. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have all the information in the world. Right. You can learn you everything apply? in the world. But wisdom is how you apply it and what you do with mm-hmm. it. Which makes both generations important right. to each other. Yeah. And, and that that gap really has to be bridged, you know. So, you know, during this holiday season, I would say that everybody should bring up these topics and have these conversations of what we're into, what we're not into, why mm-hmm. we're into these things, why we're not into these things, mm-hmm. you know, and what things relate us. Right more so than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, don't look at things like music and stuff like that. Of course not. But, you know, look at things like how you interact with people, you know, personality-wise and stuff like that. Uh, there are a million things out here that we can have open conversations about with the older or younger generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, we're going to take one last break, and then we will be right back with you. Can help care coming. It's a love for all people, no matter what 
the culture is. Our generation is making huge strides. It's self-empowering movement that's on the rise. The more the doors open, the more the youth can see. A fair chance means a greater opportunity to have a brighter future, deeper insight. Work hard to be anything you want in life. It's what it's all about, the longevity. Educated enough to know what's ahead of me. Here to straighten it out, seeking your find. They can cage your body, but not your mind. We lay it all on the line in the struggle we grew. But together, here's what we gotta do. Our generation is all left up to us. Our generation is just what we must. Straighten it out. Tuning in tonight to Inner Thought Radio, we are back, your co-host, Woman of the Womb, and... The Fall Back Up. Yes. So, on the line, we have uh, a very, a very uh, respected elder that we would like to uh, invite to share some thoughts with us. Yusuf, are you there? Hello. How are both of you doing? Wonderful. Oh, well. How are you? Fine, thank you. I'm on the road, but like I say, I'll try to, if I can, bring some some information. Mm-hmm. Okay, can we uh, can we have you first explain who you are, yourself? Well, who um, I am? Uh, yes. Uh, that's a difficult thing to be able to respond because there's so <laughs> many different I, I I perform and I do, you know, I'm a musician. I'm a classical jazz musician, classical musician. I do now in jazz. I do a number of dry styles of music in terms of cultural music. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I've been involved in many different groups coming through my experience here in this called plane they call life. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I've I've taught in the school system, some of the school system special courses, as well as been involved in a number of different groups, as well as been involved in life and the, the process of how we get here and how we got here and why we're still yes. standing here in this position where we've been mm-hmm. here more than enough years to understand that the kind of same things that we involve ourselves in are basically mm-hmm. uh, are diametrically opposed to us, simply because if it's not bringing in success to you, then subsequently it's something else to try something entirely different. Mm-hmm. And I think that you yeah. all are trying to bring that to to some sort of perspective. And yeah. I know that you're speaking on the thing of generation, and I ask the question of generation, where do you get that word from? How do you get the word generation mm-hmm. gap? So... Apparently, okay. somebody brought that to us as opposed to us bringing it to ourselves because when I look at the history of the people of Kemet and our Cape Alotton and places of that nature, 
or let's say the Salamanca Empire of Tinkup too, I look and I see there's no such thing as the word generation gap. Okay. But when I look at the history of how we now align ourselves in this so-called wilderness of North America, I see that we're using terminologies and applying ourselves in those terminologies according to the people who are our captives who basically said this is the way we function. And mm-hmm. this has happened not by mistake but by design. Yes. To create to create uh to, uh, to create confusion, correct? Well, it's to be confusing, but it's also to be people who are diametrically opposed to one another. And that is because, in fact, that means there's success in that kind of thing. There's, there's success in them. There's an old adage that says, Akin with Sakin, what is mine is yours. And it comes from an African culture, or so called African culture, which Africa was not really the name of the location that we speak of mm-hmm. there in that hemisphere. And so, subsequently, somebody named it that, and that was Cipro Africanus. The other thing is the fact that it's not Africa, and we're not African, we're not that, those kind of things. But we call ourselves Kushites, we call ourselves Nubians, we call ourselves Sirs. And those things came from particular cultures that joined themselves under what was called the Moorish science. People don't want to understand mm-hmm. that. And those people had mm-hmm. no such thing, the terminology that we use today, calling ourselves Negroes, colored people. Uh, generational gaps and everything else like that. These things were put mm-hmm. in by those who basically have taken us, utilized us, and now I'm ready to make us uh, disposed of and have the new so-called Negro on the block, which will be, I hate to say it, but it's the truth, it's the new Latino. And the unfortunate mm-hmm. part about it is that uh, they become the new niggas, excuse my expression, on the block. And so mm. what has happened, everybody's taking a chance to be able to swipe at that black behind, excuse my expression, and say it that way, and get a chance and be able to satisfy the king, become a part of the court tester. Mm. Yeah. I hope you understand so, what I'm saying. I fully understand what you're saying and where you're, where you're going with that. Um, uh, to bring it back to the the separation in the generation. Um, what do you think can be done to heal to reverse. To, or to reverse that damage that has been done between a younger generation and, our, and their elders? First of all, the word gender and generations, to take mm-hmm. gender and to create some sort of Ration out of what means to rationalize it and justify why something is existed. All right, let's take a look at that. Okay, mm-hmm. the red is okay. that when we look at those particular segments of how we use that word to bring us back together, we are connected. We just don't understand the things that connect us. First of all, mm-hmm. and we don't mm-hmm. understand because what has happened is that the music and all the science that they use, that's what they call music and arts. They call it that science because what they have done is basically they've taken these things and they use the science of that in order to captivate our minds. And when they captivate the minds like that, the first indication that you can now destroy a whole group of people, set them apart, and then subsequently when they keep those same tools that have been implemented amongst them, and they use that as the basis of their existence. And they say, well, during my era, as I was growing up, during my era, we did this and we listened to that and we did so and so and so. But the beast that did mm-hmm. that was the one that was in, in control because he understood the design and how to study it so well, 
so that he could understand the things that connected us and yet those things that separated us. What do we do mm-hmm. about that, if you ask me, is the fact that, first of all, understand that the basis of man never changes. The basis of man never mm-hmm. changes. He does mm-hmm. some of the same yeah. things. He just does do them differently. And those differences yeah. are designed by those who are the ones that butter your bread and influence your stomach. And so mm. I always said, yeah. he who controls you, the land uh, controls the Go ahead. Oh, can, can you go uh, a little more in depth about that? I remember you telling me a little bit about that earlier in the week, about the, uh, the young people's music movement. Well, what happened with the music that people didn't understand? Years ago, there was a petition that was submitted before the United States Supreme Court and before the United Nations, but it was presented by black people because they came along with a thing that was going to be called the new wave of music. A person that did that, one of the main main people that did that, was a guy by the name of Louis Jordan. He came and he took the so-called kind of rhythms that you have from the so-called Ozarks or the so-called Okefenokee people, and he incorporated that into what was called as rhythm and blues. The blues scale was the scale that we brought all the way here, all the way from what was called today Africa. That scale was designed out yeah, the blues scale. It's called a pentatonic scale with a flat five added to it. And what they did, they understood that these kind of scales and these kind of modes would be able to captivate the energies of people and go into what is called certain areas of the body. Those are called chakra modes. Mm-hmm. And what they did is when they did those kind of things, certain energies would not rise no higher than a certain level. And those levels mm-hmm. would in turn connect with certain portions of the body. And when they understood how those portions of the body would be affected, they know just how to keep us at a low level. So that the only thing we can do is think about one thing, checking our so-called rest and moving our hips and doing gyrations. And they used that during mm-hmm. the course of that. What they did, they also understood that what these scales would do and these male modes would do is now create a new music. And they said we had, instead of them listening to the music of their parents, they are now listening to their music, which was exciting, so to speak. It gave excitement. It gave a kind of livelihood to it that basically now gave them a source by which they can control people. That music went on. The person that brought that music into the church, what was called the flat scale or the flat five scale, was a guy by the name of Tommy Dorsey. He was a black man, not no white man. And subsequently, what he did, he convinced him to take it into the church, and that music became what is called the new music in the church because he was a musician that played on the street. And subsequently, he convinced the church. To now use those scales, and that's what you got, what is called the flat blues scale music in your church music. And that's called the Amen's Chords right now in the so-called music that they use today. They're using a different style more or less today, but at one time, that's what they used to sing on. It was a music that had almost 12 tones, 12 style chords, uh, structures, and subsequently sometimes they would use a bridge, an eight-bar eight bridge, and then going back to a 12-sequence. Mm-hmm. But that's what they learned to do, and they took that. And they understand that even in the music today because that music that you're listening to has a structure that falls on what is called the one and the three, not the two and the four. Listen to the music. Mm -hmm. It doesn't allow itself to move or swing or create the kinds of things that's essential to raise and elevate to what is called your upper vertebrae, which is the seventh 
vertebrae, vertebrae within the neck called the atlas area. Mm. So, so that's kind of like. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, you know, kind of relating that to where music has evolved today, you know, kind of like what we call trap music. You know how you were saying that that certain vibration that was meant to uh, now be at a lower level and you know keep it at lower levels within our bodies is kind of like it's keeping us trapped in that, you know, in that in that certain vibration and not allowing the energy to elevate us. Of course, there's that, a thing they call it. They call it Nasmore, Nasmuglain, and Nasmuama. Nasmore is when it's in the lower self, which is called the beta area. When it rises mm-hmm. into what is called the midsection, what is called the thoracic area, that is Nasmuglain. And that relates only to your chest area within the what they call the thoracic area. When it goes past the cervix area, which has to do with what's called the seven last bones of the atlas area, now it goes into the cranium, into the final gland, is transplanted into what is called the brain, right brain, left brain, and there's a creativity that comes out of it. And they understood that because then you have thinking power. And when you have thinking power, you don't have blinking power, which means that now subsequently you're capable of being able to digest and learn how to utilize the skills and the things that's essential in order to meditate and bring forth action. As it is said, when a man speaks, so shall his words take on the form of action, and it takes on the form of action in form of the things that go through his financial lens, which in turn turns into action and makes him become conquest over the things that try to subdue him. Mm. Do I make sense? Mm-hmm. And so yes. the thing that what they're doing to us is that the people that gave it to you is sitting way in the back room. They got a black face on it, but they got the person sitting in the back room talking mm-hmm. about bring my money to me. Because what yeah. they're doing, if you're not listening to something that you authenticated and originated, and I ain't talking about something that you superimposed on, I'm talking about something that makes sense that helps you to be able to travel, to be able to envision things so that you can envision life in a better sense, so you can envision things that your conditions in a better sense, so that you don't have to become trapped into the kinds of things that's essentially to serve him and so that you be serving the master. If you're not working for yourself, then you're definitely working for somebody else. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great point of um, why it's called trap music. It's like a lot of things that are made to... Uh, bring people down or put them in those states are like openly called the thing. It is what it is. They yeah. put, they tell you what it is. Yeah, like they yeah. used to call we used to call each other dogs. Right. Back in the day, right. you remember that? And uh, you know, and those things were just put out there. They weren't created by us, but right. we just took them on. And there's a generation. And that, that goes back to the cells we were talking about earlier because we literally speak those words and we put those labels on ourselves, you know, and we yeah. we create that. But now you can see why, you know, from talking to Brother Yusuf right here, you can actually see why it's very important to have elders who are educated and mm-hmm. who are enlightened on these things. Because when you follow the people that were already put under the trap yep. spell yep. and then they grow old and now they're teaching the younger generation they're going to teach them to how to con- fall in that trap. <laughs> how to fall in that trap. Right. When you have uh, elders like Brother Yusuf, when he speaks, you can understand, understand, understand that 
he knows exactly what these things mean. Mm-hmm. So it kind of bridges the gap. And when you have an elder who is like that, there is no age gap there. Right. You know, there is no consciousness gap there. Yeah. It is all one smooth transition right. so that you get it on both ends. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel what I'm saying? And that's brings us back to that, just to that point um, of information and how we relate it to each other, you know, uh, to get back to, to Yusuf, Brother Yusuf here. Um can you speak a little bit about uh, what do you think about the topic of family curses of generations, of how things pass down from one uh, family member to the next over time? Uh, say that again, please. Stay out. Okay. What, uh, what do you think about, about, I, was, I was asking, what do you think about the uh, concept of family curses, how families uh, like uh, perpetuate, perpetuate certain cycles? Certain cycles throughout the family from, you know, from mother to child to grandchild? Well, there was a principle that I understood they used to do years ago, which that child was handed over to somebody in the family. Now we're handing the child over as a baby to somebody that whips on it, shocks it into existence, and they look at it in the face and say, you know, some things that uh, I hate to say on the radio, but the truth is the fact, they might even whisper to the child and say, you're always being negative. You know what I'm trying to say. The truth of the matter is that when I think about the family today, I think about how they had diversified the family so much, which now the word diversity is a good thing to some point. But stop mm. and think about diversity gives no importance to nothing whatsoever because that means that your tradition, your history, your whole structure of who you are as a family is lost in the context of what somebody else redefines yeah. you to be. So mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is that diversity can be a good thing, but remember that. Uh, diversity in its sense, in the sense where as we as a people, when we lose ourselves and we lose the tradition and we lose the culture, we lose our identity. And culture doesn't mean just the fact of, you know, what I eat or what I know, but how we build our houses, the structure we use, the stones we use, the things that we do, mm-hmm. how we celebrate our history, how we celebrate our ancestors, how we celebrate the way we do things in terms of a line. It has nothing to do with somebody else generating nothing because that's what generating what means. That means that if somebody's generating it, then you certainly ain't generating it, nor are you creating it, nor do you have self-determination, nor do you have the structure by which you can say you are the creator, the author, and the originator of who you are to be and what you must stand to be and represent in totality. And so, therefore, you lose the concept and you lose the perspective as to basically what your purpose is. Can you imagine a black ant trying to leave his colony to go over to a red ant to say, I'm going to abandon what the creator's designed me to be within the structure of my colony and to go over to a red ant colony and say, now what you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Wow. See? Wow. So yeah. I've never seen it. I've never seen an elephant go to the school for spiders and say, teach me to be an elephant, you know. Right. 
the truth of the matter is that we're being taught by somebody in the school system and the religious systems and all the places that we go. So the hand that butters your bread influences your stomach because what happens is that we're going to somebody else to learn who we're supposed to be. When in fact we're not going to our elders, we're not going to the people that keep us in touch with the history, keep us in touch with our culture, keep us in touch with our spirituality, keep us in touch with who we must be in order to perpetuate the design by which the creator is designed us to be. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I think that okay. pretty mm. much sums up everything right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. that I've never seen I've <laughs> never I've never seen a gazelle running from a cheetah. And the gazelle is designed in such a way, and here's the people that told me that the gazelle is designed to be able to move in a kind of gyrations where basically the cheetah can't follow him. So with the cheetah mm-hmm. was designed with a nasal by which he can now use his nose to track scent. But then he must put on his track shoes and remain Jordan Moss shoes, and he's got to be able to learn to be quicker. So he's racing. He's trying to learn how to design himself in a way where he can run outrun the fastest cheetah. But here's what happens. Think about this. Have you ever seen a cheetah, I mean a gazelle running from a cheetah, and then stop in his tracks and turn around and say, my brother cheetah, can we please pray? (laughs) Yeah. I hope I make sense there because what we're being doing, we're taught by a system that is basically to undermine us. And when a system is to undermine you, then that means it's also to keep you blind. And when it keeps you blind, that's because you don't want to leave. And I don't care about what people have to say about who they are because I've been to all different systems. I've been to the black pet, and I won't say that. But <laughs> let me say this to you. I've been in a number of different organizations starting out. And when we start out with organizations and programs, we become programmed. Because as long as the person that designed that program lives in for whatever purpose that is, and they're under a governmental system, especially under a governmental system, then they're agents for the government. And I have to say to you with regards to that that face uh, that fact that Oh, did we lose you? Did we lose us? Oh, well, I apologize. Our call dropped. Uh, We're definitely going to have to get Brother Yusuf on the line to join us again because clearly he has a lot of great information. Um, Oh, man, I'm I'm sorry that that it kind of cut him off right in the middle of that. But... um, Mm -hmm. We will definitely get him back to speak more with us. And Our next show. Yes. Shows. Yes. Uh, but that that's all we have for tonight. I'm glad that we were able to end it with him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you for listening, for calling in, uh, for vibing with us. Uh, make sure you go to ponderbooksandradio.com. To subscribe. Yes. Um, we've got a lot of great deals and such on there. Um, and we just want to leave it off by saying, you know, happy holidays to everyone. Yes. We hope that uh, you use much, the time love. Yes, to uh, spread love, to reconnect with your families, to come together, um, to, you know, to do the internal work 
that really needs to be done in order to uh, rebuild these family foundations. Yep. Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. Same place, same time. Yes. Much love. Break.